This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Melania fires back after she's attacked for wearing this coat. People are criticizing Melania's coat. What do you make of that? As President Trump distances himself from the embattled prince. No, I, I don't know Prince Andrew. And TV commercial blowback. A Peloton? How rude. Is he telling his wife she's got to lose weight? Plus, is this the worst boss ever? All of a sudden, you're the bad guy. Did he really order his employee to sit on his lap? Why would a woman ever feel comfortable working at your company? Then, expert tips on stopping porch pirates cold this holiday season. It's not coming out until... You take it out. And I'm going to be truthful. What former judge Sharon Osbourne just said about America's Got Talent. Kiss my ass. Then. The wife who says she realized her husband was cheating on her while reading a restaurant review. There he is in the photo with his mistress. Plus, total wipeout. The boy knocked off his surfboard by a shark. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The First Lady is once again coming under criticism because of the coat she chose to wear. This time it's because Mrs. Trump was filmed with a coat draped over her shoulders inside the White House as she showed off those new Christmas decorations. Megan Alexander has details. The First Lady is getting mostly raves for her White House Christmas decorations, but not so much for the coat that she had draped over her shoulders. That coat looks ridiculous, blares this headline in the Washington Post. Now, White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham is coming to Melania's defense. It has become an annual holiday tradition for the media to attack all that the First Lady does. I spoke to CNN White House reporter Kate Bennett, whose new biography, Free Melania, is out today. People are criticizing Melania's coat. What do you make of that? I think it's uh, just become her thing, her signature moment. Uh, you know, she, the one thing I sort of admire about Melania Trump is that she's going to do and wear whatever she feels like doing and wearing. Bennett also confirms Almighty reports God. that Melania and the president live in separate bedrooms. Hers is on the third floor. His is way on the other end of the White House on the second floor. But, she says, don't misinterpret what that means about the state of their marriage, despite all the rumors. Their marriage is a lot more solid than the public might think. Um, they are friends. They are uh, partners. This evening, the Trumps headed to dinner at 10 Downing Street in London, where they were greeted with a mixture of Christmas carols and protesters. 
And while in London for the NATO summit, President Trump has been dragged into the Prince Andrew Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Mr. Trump says he doesn't know the royal, but the president actually had breakfast with Andrew just last June. President Trump is denying he knows Britain's disgraced Prince Andrew, despite having met him several times. Trump was asked about the royal rift at the NATO summit. Do you have a comment on Prince Andrew stepping down from his royal duties? No, I, I don't know Prince Andrew, uh, but it's, uh, it's a tough story. It's a very tough story. I don't know him. Huh? The president has met Prince Andrew over many years, as seen in these photos. The party-loving prince was with the Trumps at Mar-a-Lago, along with disgraced tycoon Jeffrey Epstein in 2000. Most recently, the president and the prince were together again during Trump's last visit to Britain in June. I don't know. And there were tense moments today at the NATO summit as the president taunted French leader Emmanuel Macron over the fate of captured ISIS fighters of French background. I have not spoken to the president about that. Uh, would you like some nice ISIS fighters? Yeah, I can give them to you. Look at this. You, can take, you can take everyone you want. Let's be serious. There's more fallout today after that bombshell interview with Virginia Roberts Jufre, who claims she was trafficked to Prince Andrew when she was 17 years old. Powerful people were allowing this to happen, not only allowing it to happen, but participating in it. She says she was ordered to have sex with the prince after a night out dancing in London in 2001. It was disgusting. Um, he wasn't mean or anything, but... He got up and he said thanks and walked out and I sat there in bed just horrified and ashamed and felt dirty and I had to get up and go have a shower. I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. Her father, Sky Roberts, a former handyman at Mar-a-Lago, is also speaking out today. I love my daughter very much and, you know, it, she's really brave to be going through all this and to come up against these powerful people. Other news today, the stock market was down, but shares of Peloton were down even more. The result of massive blowback against the workout equipment maker's new ad. Social media went nuts over a commercial that posters deemed ridiculous. Okay, you ready? Yes. Now. It's the commercial for a trendy exercise bike that has head spinning. In the TV ad, the husband gifts his thin, attractive wife a $2,200 Peloton bike for Christmas. All right, first ride. I'm a little nervous, but excited. Let's do this. She proceeds to document her use of the stationary bike with selfie videos. 6 a.m. Rising with the sun. That was totally worth it. The following Christmas, the woman watches the videos with her husband. A year ago, I didn't realize how much this would change me. Thank you. Online reaction has been swift and overwhelmingly negative. Message received. Ladies, exercise harder, be thinner for your man, and then thank him for it. And this, the 116-pound woman's year-long fitness journey to becoming a 112-pound woman is just ridiculous. Come on. A Peloton? This comedian even shot her own parody. Okay, my first ride. I'm a little bit nervous, and rightly so, because my husband got me a workout bike for Christmas, and that's rude. A year ago, I didn't realize how much this would change me, babe. I want a divorce. Not everyone thinks the ad is offensive. 
Maybe the husband wants his wife to be healthy. Ever think of that? Goes this comment. So, will all this controversy affect the Peloton brand? You can't buy this kind of bad press. And I put bad in quotes because as of this morning, there were 700,000 views of this 30-second commercial. If I'm Peloton, I'm thinking, bring on the haters, bring on the critics, bring on the comics, bring on all the parodies that have sprouted from this commercial, because if just 1 percent of 700,000 viewers bought a Peloton, you've already made your money back. It's incredible. Thank you. Peloton is also preparing to release a treadmill that costs less than its current $4,000 model. We'll have to wait and see how they plan to market that. The guy who has been dubbed the worst boss ever has just been ordered by a court to pay close to $60 million in punitive damages to a former employee. It is one of the largest judgments ever in an employment case. Here's what he did that has cost him so much money. The dude being called the worst boss in America is unrepentant. Let me explain something to you. I'm a great boss. You ask all my other employees, ex-employees, current employees, even employees who are hurt that I let them go. You ask them what kind of boss I am. You know what they'll say? The greatest boss in the world. Alki David has just been ordered to pay a whopping $58 million in damages to former assistant Mahim Khan, who says he repeatedly fondled her, danced naked in front of her, and once attempted to give her a lap dance. I'm not this person that they have manipulated the media into believing that I am a good boss. I'm genuinely a decent man. I spoke with the 52-year-old billionaire at his Malibu beach house. Before our interview, he rolled a hemp cigarette and smoked it. Many of his female employees say the heir to a Coca-Cola bottling fortune was a total nightmare to work for. The $58 million verdict is just the latest civil lawsuit David has lost in court. Sometimes they act like a child. Sometimes they act like a predator. Chastity Jones was awarded $11 million after a jury determined she was fired for refusing to have sex with her boss. And Lauren Reeves was awarded $5 million after she says David repeatedly groped and propositioned her. A man who thinks he can act any way he wants and not be held accountable. At his most recent trial, the judge threw David out of the courtroom for making outbursts and cursing. The jurors were not impressed with his behavior. Absolutely despicable and reprehensible and intolerable and unacceptable at any level. When I asked David what he wanted to say to his accusers, he did a Michael Jackson dance move. These other women will say you're the worst boss in the world because you you thrust yourself into their into their face so, and say let's have sex or you so, or you so, push so them first into of all, the wall. So first of all, so first of all, those are lies. I genuinely feel sorry for these fools. These these are people who think it's okay to pull one over on the man. I'm the man, right? Because I'm rich, I'm the man. I will never pay a penny to these people, and you know what? They know it. Millions of packages will be delivered for the holidays, and that is a lot of temptation for those porch pirates who like to snatch them. Stephen Fabian with some useful ways to try to thwart them. They are brazen. And they're getting more shameless. It's a huge concern this holiday season, with 2 billion packages expected to be delivered between now and New Year's Day. But there are ways you can stop porch pirates in their tracks. Try Amazon Key. The service allows you to unlock your front door with an app when an Amazon package arrives. Our Victoria Ricano tried it out. I got my first notification 
Randy is delivering the package, and he is one minute away. The guy placed the package inside Victoria's house, then left. Amazon is also offering a similar service that unlocks your car from an app. Another option is to pick up your packages at the post office or a local store. Walgreens, for example, has partnered with FedEx. UPS mail lockers like these can be found across the country. Your items are delivered and secured inside. All you need is an access code to open and retrieve your package. It's that easy. But if you must have packages delivered to your house, you should take these steps, says security expert Bill Stanton. Perfect example, this lockbox. They come in various sizes. You could bolt it to the table, to the porch. It's not going to go anywhere. So when they have the package, and it goes to deliver, they put it in. It's not coming out until you take it out. With the key. With the key. A doorbell camera is another deterrent, as we've seen in all those crazy surveillance videos. Stanton tells our Allison Hall you can also ask a friendly neighbor to receive your packages. Helpful tips so you don't become the target of porch pirates this holiday season. It's estimated that one in four people have been targeted by porch pirates. You are looking at one of the luckiest nine-year-olds in the country. This little guy was on a surfboard when he got knocked into the water. Only later did he learn the culprit was a shark. Seven-year-old Chandler Moore is catching some waves with his dad. A GoPro camera is mounted on the nose of his surfboard. Suddenly, wipeout. Little Chandler is knocked right off his board. So what happened? I was assuming that the, a fish knocked me off. But look closely. That's no ordinary fish. That's a shark. It wasn't until they got home and watched the GoPro footage that they realized it was a shark. Sure enough. We see the fin from the black tip shark. It happened in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, known as the shark capital of the world. In August, nine-year-old Maggie Crum became the 10th swimmer this year to be bitten by a shark on the same beach. But Chandler says his close encounter isn't phasing him one bit. I wasn't really even that scared. I'm definitely going to go back out into the water. Okay, Chandler. Restaurant reviews usually upset the restaurant that scores poorly. This one wrecked a couple's marriage. Stephen Fabian explains how. Is this photo breaking up a marriage? In the back of this restaurant, there's a guy having dinner, but that brunette who's with him, she's not his wife. The photo was taken at Trummer's Restaurant in Virginia and was published in a recent Washington Post restaurant review. The couple sat in the back of the restaurant, probably thinking that their get-together was far from prying eyes and gossip. But little did they know that a Washington Post photographer was taking pictures that would accompany the restaurant review. It all might have ended there, except that the guy's wife happened to be reading the review and came upon the photo. Your latest review is accompanied by a picture of my husband dining with a woman who isn't me. She posted in a live chat with the restaurant critic. Once confronted with photographic evidence, he confessed to having an ongoing affair. The Post critic responded saying, please, please, please tell me this is a crank post. I'd hate to learn otherwise. The food critic Tom Sietzema spoke to me in silhouette to protect his identity, a tradition among food critics. What was your initial reaction when you read this comment that you may have exposed an affair? First of all, I chuckled. And second of all, I was a little dubious. Third, 
I read through it and I thought, you know, this is a very real possibility. This photo drama is reminding people of a scene in the movie Valentine's Day. Good evening. Where Jennifer Garner poses as a waitress, busting her cheating boyfriend, played by Patrick Dempsey. Tonight, the chef is featuring a dish that he likes to call the lying, stinking pig. It reminds me to remind viewers, too, that, there, you know, people have the expectation of privacy when they go out in public places like restaurants, but that doesn't really exist. We'll be back with more right after this. Next, the acclaimed new Netflix movie, The Irishman. This is Jimmy Hoffa. His disappearance is one of the greatest unsolved mysteries in history. Jimmy Hoffa is missing. But how accurate is the movie? Do you believe that story? And I'm going to be truthful. What former judge Sharon Osbourne just said about America's Got Talent. Kiss my ass! Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The new movie, The Irishman, starring Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, is in theaters and streaming on Netflix. It offers one option on the fate of labor leader Jimmy Hoffa, who disappeared in 1971. But did the film get it right? Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. It's the story of a hitman from Philadelphia who claims to have killed Teamsters boss Jimmy Hoffa, who's played by Al Pacino. In the 50s, he was as big as Elvis. In the 60s, he was like the Beatles. If you got it, a truck brought it. The real Jimmy Hoffa went missing in 1975. According to his family, former Teamsters president Jimmy Hoffa is missing. To this day, his presumed slaying remains one of the great unsolved mysteries in American history. I helped write the article, so I know it. You don't need to read it to me. There are many theories, including one urban legend that his body was buried under the end zone at Giants Stadium in New Jersey. Who killed Jimmy Hoffa? Who killed Jimmy Hoffa? That's the, that's the, the million-dollar question. Anne Mercogliano spoke to author and mob expert Bill Tonelli. He thinks Frank Sheeran, the character played by Robert De Niro, was a fantasist. The claim that he killed Hoffa? Absurd. Do you believe that story? No. Nobody who knows anything about Hoffa or, know, or knows anything about Frank Sheeran, the guy who claims to kill him, believes that story. Tonelli believes Hoffa was murdered by the mob because he wanted to take back the union. He'd gone to prison and now once he was out of prison he was trying to take control of the union once again. He had uh, made the wrong enemies in the mob. The film premiered in movie theaters last month. Now it's streaming on Netflix and getting rave reviews. Still to come, what Sharon Osbourne has to say about all the drama at America's Got Talent. Last time we told you about all the drama over at America's Got Talent. Well, now former judge Sharon Osbourne is weighing in. Sharon Osbourne comes out swinging today following Gabrielle Union's firing from America's Got Talent. It is a boys club. Yes. Okay, it is. And the boys take care of each other and the women are not paid as much as the men. Sharon was a judge on AGT for six seasons. She also took a swipe at how fellow judge Howie Mandel got more perks than she did, supposedly because he's a guy. Yes, they brought Howie in. He got his own plane. And I get an American Airline ticket and he's in a private plane. And I what get What happened? Less. Exactly. That's because I'm... Me, and I'm not in the club, and I'm not one of the guys. You killed it! 
According to published reports, Gabrielle allegedly complained about Simon Cowell smoking nonstop backstage at AGT. Cowell, in return, called her difficult. She was reportedly discouraged from wearing hairstyles deemed, quote, too black for viewers. Sharon had one final gesture to make. NBC says they're committed to ensuring a respectful workplace for all employees. When we come back, a very lucky dog. Yikes, she's stuck. What are these guys digging for? They're rescuing Mitzi, the Jack Russell Terrier. She was trapped in a foxhole for two days. Mitzi's owner is overcome with emotion as he's reunited with his beloved pet. Mitzi's pretty happy. Look at that tail wagon. Here she is. She's back. My Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle. Thanks for watching. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com/survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, Dee Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.